invite her. So if we can just give her a welcome. Uh, it's great to be here with you all. It's humbling always to get to speak about the Lord to others. Um, I was talking with Danny, and she shared with me that this is the first year that there are actually mothers of high schoolers in here. So, like, that's great because that's that's my season as well. So last year I was talking only to younger mothers. Um, my name, as she said, is Kara Brummel. I will be married this summer 25 years to my husband, David. Thank you. I know you all know, you hear it all the time, but it just so goes so fast. Um, my oldest son, Thad, is 18. My daughter, Maeve, is 16. I have a 14-year-old, Myla, and an 11-year-old, Muriel. And it has been the greatest joy of my life to be um, David's wife and the mother of my four children. Uh, the Lord has been so kind to me. Um, I'm gonna start out in prayer just for my own self, um, just to ground me, and then I'll start speaking. Oh, Father God, you are worthy of all of our best. Lord, you are good in all of your ways. You are kind, you are gracious, you are beautiful. And Lord, I pray that this morning as ladies, that our greatest desire would be to honor you and glorify you. Lord, I pray that the words that I say would be uh, what you want me to say, that anything that does not need to be um, heard will be quickly dismissed by the ladies, but what needs to sink deep into their hearts, Lord, that it would. And Lord, I just pray for those who know you, that they would be strengthened in their faith. For those who do not, Lord, that you would just give them um, an increased interest in the finished work that your son Jesus Christ did on the cross for them. I thank you, Lord, for this day of sunshine and these ladies here, and it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right, so to be given a topic so glorious as the Lord's holiness is about as humbling of a task as I could imagine. I told my husband, we have a library full of books, and I'm like, if I pulled one, every one down, that, that talked about the holiness of God, I would have brought a stack of books here um, by great minds, um, much greater than mine. So to speak about this topic certainly um, humbles me. Uh, I, I was drawn to the passage in Revelation 4, and... Uh, this is something that I think about quite often. It's Revelation 4, verse 6 through 8. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Right now, as we sit, that is being spoken to the throne of God. Holy, holy, holy. So all the description that come to mind about God, we could talk about his goodness, 
his faithfulness, his kindness, his righteousness, his wrath, his justice. All of these things are embodied in holiness. That is who he is. And that is why forever they will be saying this. Now, in a thousand years, in a million years. Because for all of eternity, we will be seeking to grasp what this means. Um, so as moms, how do we walk in a manner worthy of one so great? I, I was thinking, you know, I, I could give you a list and you could leave with a list of things to do, right? Like she told me my quiet time needs to be early in the morning. You know, before the sun comes up, give me Jesus. So get up, ladies, get on the porch, grab your Bibles and get out there. I could talk to you about your prayer life, what that should look like. I could talk to you um, maybe perhaps about what you wear, what you eat, just all these little things that we, we, we can have this list. But that's not what I'm going to do today. Um, I want to say to you, in what ways are we set apart for him? Because that's what holiness is. How are we set apart? Not just with a to-do list. How are we set apart when our children are wearing us out, right? When the toys are being fought over and we just want to get rid of all of them. <laughs> I've done it. We were talking about it at our table. I'm like, just put them all here. Our sin will be gone when the toys are gone. Um, you know, um, when, when noses are running and babies are crying and they're tired and you are tired too, right? There are so many areas of life that we feel worn out already and like we fall short. So I don't want to leave here, you to leave here tonight or today, sorry, with a burden that's even heavier. We often can feel inadequate as mothers. So I ask, what does it look like to conduct yourself in a manner worthy of Christ because of the holiness of Christ? What does it mean to be set apart for holiness, to be holy as he is holy? So I'm going to talk about some things that we're going to be marked by as we seek this in our life. Okay, the first we could be marked with humility. We don't have room to be proud mothers, proud parents, mothers who don't need Christ every day because we've got this on our own, on our own strength. They're given to us as gifts. So if there is any good in us, if anyone says to us, oh, you seem like such a patient parent, we know. We know what others don't see, right? Someone told me once, it, it really has helped free me of a lot of things. I compare my private life to people's public presentations of themselves. So I know how much I fall short. But if anyone sees anything in me that is beautiful or good, it's Christ, ladies. It's him. So we don't have room for pride as mothers. May we have humility. Um, he has granted us this through his grace. So the pathway to humility 
is remembering what he has given to us. Sometimes it's so tempting as mothers to compare. Um, and, you know, even comparing is kind of because we're wanting to fill ourselves up with some pride, right? Maybe, you know, we compare ourselves to someone who's doing a better job and we feel bad, but we like it maybe when we think we're comparing ourselves to someone who we feel more accomplished than. But when we look at the holiness of Christ, we see how far we fall short. And um, anything in us that is, that is good is, is through the work of Christ. So we'll be marked with humility. We'll be marked with thankfulness. The world is going to tell us that this job of being a mother is very minor. That anybody could do your job for a little bit of money. Right? That this is just a small task that you've been doing and everyone else can pretty well take care of it for you. But what does God's true word tell us? He says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. That's Psalm 127, 3 through 5. So I know someone raised their hand that they might be adding to their family. Congratulations. Because God has rewarded you. God has rewarded you if you are a mother. What thankfulness should overflow our hearts as ladies? What a good gift. When we look into their eyes and we feel our patience running short because we're tired, do we remember that God has blessed us? He's been so kind, so give him thanks and know that he has set you apart for this task. I don't know that I developed very well that a lot of, an easy way to describe holiness is set apart. Right? God is set apart. So if we strive to walk in a way that is worthy of him, we're set apart. So he set you apart to the task of being a mother. So be thankful. Contentment will be another thing that we um, will see growing in our lives as we seek to walk worthy of him. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food, clothing, with these will we be content. And that's 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10. All right, so as mamas, how are we set apart with contentment? If I were to raise your hand, how many of you are content? You don't have to do it. That's why I said it that way. You don't have to do it. How many of you are content? It's like, well, maybe currently because I just finished eating. But as soon as I get <laughs> in my car and I see the gas is low and what, right? Contentment just, it stirs in our mind. Con godliness with contentment is great gain. And, and as you've gotten older on this journey, you know, um, you see more and more how the battle for contentment is very intense. So how are we set apart in contentment? Well, we're set apart to learn contentment at home. How, 
I, when I was, I, I knew I was going to stay home with my um, son, um, who I told you all is 18. I, this was a, a desire my husband and I had talked about actually when we were dating. And so um, I knew I was going to stay home with him, but I'd been working at a public school. And um, I got along really well with my coworkers, and I think they liked me. I, I think, I mean, really, it was good. It was good. Um, I liked being there. And I thought, oh, but my season here is over. I'm going to start staying home. And uh, I thought, like, I literally just would move my body from school to home, and all would be well. And suddenly, I did not like myself as well. I know I was a nicer person around all those people at the school than what I saw in myself at home. And I wanted to escape what I saw so badly. I mean, my husband would come home in those early years and he would, who knows, he was probably singing a song and I'm home, coming home. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I do not like who I am. I do not want my kids to see this part of me. Um, I have to get out. I have to. I, I've got to get out of the home. And he said to me, Kara, and I, I don't know if I shared this with you all last year, but he said to me, Kara, the children do not need to see a perfect mother. They need to see a mother who needs salvation like they do. And I was like, how can I be content at home? That I've been set apart for this season. It will end. I mean, my 18-year-old, it's ending. And it has been a great and beautiful thing. And I am so thankful that I've been learning contentment with them. And I didn't trade it for the false that I could go somewhere else. All right, so we're going to learn contentment as we seek to walk worthy of and be set apart for him. We're going to learn generosity. God is so very generous with us. He's given to us the greatest gift that we could ever comprehend in salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. The generosity of that gift. I mean, I, I hope that you celebrated that perhaps a bit last, last week. I mean, we celebrate it every Sunday. We gather for worship. Do we not? Every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. But last Sunday, you know, was perhaps set apart. My daughter was showing me all these family photos of her friends. She's like, why didn't we take a family photo? I'm like, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. But I, I, I could see that a lot of folks, you know, we celebrate that. Uh, I forget photos a lot, a lot. I think I avoid trying to be in them. I'll take them with my kids, but, um, but, you know, so we celebrate the generosity of him sending his son to die for a people not a little unworthy, but completely unworthy. It's why we have humility. There is nothing in us beautiful. There is nothing in you good. No matter how you were raised, no matter how moral you perceive yourself or whatever comparison you put, through God's eyes, we are 
thoroughly sinful because he is holy and set apart. And so he looked to us and sent his son to bear our sin and die on the cross. But he was resurrected from the dead to reign on the throne. And that's where he reigns today. And that's why they say, holy, holy, holy. So are we generous? Do we go, I don't need to make much of myself because I have been given everything through him. Even if he takes everything away, that maybe the contentment issue, right? All those things we try to put into our lives to make ourselves content. You know, when I get the new rug, when I get the new house, when I get the new car, whatever it is, all those things, we can be generous because we have the one who has given us true contentment. So do we give our husband and children the best of ourselves? Ooh, ouch. You know, we're probably giving the best of ourselves right now in a way. I mean, we're all smiling, it's all right, we're here. But are we, are we ready to be generous with our kids later today? You know, when it's, when it's the afternoon and you just wish they would be content playing outside so that you could do the chores or make the supper. Are you generous when your husband comes home from work and he's tired and he needs a breath? Are we ready to kind of give him a little bit of time? Are we generous? Another way we will be set apart for the Lord as we seek to walk worthy will be in hospitality. I, I've really been thinking a lot about hospitality for the last two years. Um, and if you want to know why, I probably would rather talk to you about that later. Um, but I've really been wrestling through what is hospitality. And I'm like, well, you open up your home. Um, there's a book by Rosaria Butterfield called The Gospel Comes with a House Key, I believe. Some of you are nodding your head. I get the title right. Okay. Um, and you're like, okay, I will have people over. Um, but then I started thinking, okay, hospitality comes with provision, right? You're providing something. You're providing shelter, food, um, company. It comes with protection. So if I allow someone in my home but it's not safe for them, um, am I really practicing hospitality? So when you, when, you, when you think of your children, you know, you might be providing the bed, all of these things, but are you, are, you, are you providing protection? Are you letting it be a place of safety for them? That, that you know, as, as the world kind of can seep in through television and podcasts or, you know, whatever we do, or, are we saying, how, how do I protect them? How do I always point them to the truth of Christ in my home? Because that's the third one. Hospitality is proclamation. So it's speaking the truth to those in our home. So, so we practice hospitality to our family. You know, if our kids grow up with all of their physical needs met and all of the protection we want to put on them, like I will make sure they nothing bad, if we haven't proclaimed the truth of the gospel, we have not practiced hospitality even with our own children, right? Or our husband. 
So that's just something that I've really been thinking of. And so as mamas, as we seek to walk in a manner worthy, we, we want to practice hospitality. So we could live our lives of 70 to 80 years, right? Psalm 91 says you'll have 70 to 80 years if you have the strength. So it's a waning strength, you know? So like my children will sometimes say, oh, you could have another child. I'm like, but I go to bed at eight. <laughs> you know, soon I'm gonna be like, well, well, fortune's over, off we go, off, off we go to bed. Um, you know, but there is a waning strength. So, so here we are, you all, all at different ages. We're going to have 70 to 80 years. But in that time, we're only going to begin to comprehend the profound nature of his holiness. I mean, we, I don't need anybody to say their ages in here. But there's younger moms, older women. Um, can anybody raise their hand and say, yeah, I've comprehended this. I, let me stand up and espouse God's holiness. We'll only begin to comprehend it. So to live a life worthy of the true great king is an impossible work outside of the transforming power of the Holy Spirit impossible <clears throat> so let me ask do you know him do you long to proclaim with the elders around the throne holy 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 is the Lord Almighty I can guarantee you that will be your greatest joy whatever distractions you have Seeking him will be your greatest joy. So if you do not know him, you could leave here not with a to list to clean up your life. Okay, she told me I need to practice hospitality, hon. Who are we having over Saturday night? You know, maybe in an attempt to make yourself appear to be something you're not. Or maybe even to trick yourselves. I mean, we, we, you know, our hearts are deceitful above all things. But never may our actions be to earn salvation when Christ declared it is finished on the cross. He finished it. I, I said to my kids, he didn't say, I finished it for Kara Brummel. It's finished for her, and then as long as she gets this, this, and this in there. Right? He didn't do it. It's, it's, it's an emphatic statement. So, as you look to the cross of Christ, do you see that it is finished? And I, for those of you who know me, I love music and hymns particularly. So this hymn came to my mind as I was wanting to wrap up this talk. And it is um, by the hymnist Charles Wesley. And it's, And Can It Be. And this verse says, And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me 
who caused his pain for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Have you gained an interest in the Savior's blood? If you have, praise God. If you know him, walk worthy of him by being set apart in your humility, your thankfulness, your contentment, your generosity, your hospitality. (laughs) May these attributes grow in your life as you worship him. And if you don't know him, I know that any of these ladies here that know him walk in humility, knowing that they too have been saved by grace and nothing would bring these ladies here greater joy than to talk to you about this journey that you're needing to begin. Because I can guarantee you, you will never regret it. And there will be a day, promise, I promise you, because his word is true. There will be a day that the song that is now being sung will ring through our ears as we worship with them to the one who is worthy. So thank you so much.